What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for today. I had on the program two teen phenoms, Sean Mills, better known as Weez, and Grant Iverson on the program. And this was a really fun interview. It's a little different from what we've been doing on Two White Lights recently because we got a whole lot of Federation talk, a whole lot of debates going on. And this was a nice change of pace because I just sat down with two real young lifters and we talked about competing, we talked about the sport, and it was fun. You know, I gave them a hard time a little bit for the sake of them being young, but I'm old, so I get to do that. That's my, that's what I get to do for being old, is to make fun of young people. And we had a really good conversation. Uh, they go into just where they stand in the sport currently. Both of them are very young. We talked about teen burnout or teen phenoms not sticking around, and if that applies for them, they had some really interesting takes on that, why they're going to stay in the sport for a while, what their future plans are in the sport. Both of them have goals to have powerlifting be a constant in their lives for years to come, and we also discussed what they plan on doing their next meet at collegiate slash junior nationals. They explained to me a flex eight, what exactly that is, and that was a really funny conversation because both Grant and Sean are flex boys, so flex eight is a thing, and uh, they took the lead on explaining that to me, so that was really great there. We also talk about their friendly rivalry with each other because they're both flex athletes and uh, how that helps their performance in the gym. They also share a story of the legend of Michael Mills. Uh, a little prank they pulled on Sean Oriega, and that was hilarious. I really enjoyed hearing hearing them talk about that, because I knew a little bit of the inside information on that. But uh, the full story is probably more funny. And we also get a little bit of their lifter ratings as well. I get my revenge on Wheeze. Really great episode, lots of great information. Thank you to Sean and Grant for coming on the program. But before we get into this interview, I want to talk to you guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to Instagram, follow Leflar Bros, check out the designs, check out the graphic, check out the Leflar family grow. More and more people are wearing Leflar Bros, and I'm so happy to see that because they are dedicated to building and making the powerlifting community grow and you gotta love organizations like that and clothing companies like that and all their designs relate to strength sports and powerlifting in some way and i you already know that i love design go to leftflowerbros.com and check out for yourself all the merchandise they can sell you all the merchandise they have all the different ways you are going to look good check them out and also they got two white lights merchandise on leftflower bros so that's right the fight night tee the original tee the dad hats Banners are all on Left Love Bros. And to make it even better, use promo code 2W15 to get 15% of all Left Love Bros merchandise, including that two white light stuff. Use that promo code 2WL15 and get 15% off. And I'm very excited to see them sponsor the Texas Strength Classic that is coming up this Saturday. I'm telling you, Left Love Bros family is growing and they are going to grow with the sport because they will be assisting in that. So very excited to see that. Also visit lift.net. Get yourself some stoic gear. Use that promo code ANGELO10 and get yourself some wrist wraps, knee sleeves, singlets. I only wear stoic gear in the gym and on the platform. You should as well. They got the white label, the olive drab, the black label. They all look great. They all feel great. Use promo code ANGELO10 to get 10% off. Also, go to rivalist.net. Use promo code ANGELO15 to get 15% off your informed choice supplements. 
that informed choice label is going to be important because you don't want to break a drug test for all you natty boys out there. Use that promo code ANGELO15 to get 15% off informed choice supplements, pre-workout proteins, brand-chain amino acids, you name it, they got it. Go to Rival Us. Also, make sure you are following Notorious Lift on Instagram. Sign up for that newsletter and get yourself some slippers. They just had a drop the 19th. That was huge. They had so many designs. No slip drip is a real thing. You are going to deadlift amazing when you have these slippers on, and you're going to look amazing doing it. Those are the two most important things. Remember, Notorious Lift just doesn't sell all these things at once. They have drops, and you got to be on those drops whenever they have it because they sell up so quick, and they're selling up quicker too. The more designs, the quicker you got to be. So make sure you are following Notorious Lift on Instagram and sign up for that newsletter. Also, we are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and leave a review for us. Those reviews and five-star ratings are really important to Two White Lights. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. I got uh, the, the two gentlemen giggling like two fucking teenagers. I got Grant Iverson and Sean Mills with me. They were already like, I wanted to see how, how long they could keep their composure on this episode. And I just hit record and they're already giggling like two fucking schoolboys. Oh, God. It's too good. Interesting stuff. <laughs> All right, we got Grant Iverson here. I'm talking to potentially, I mean, unfortunately for a lot of people, the future of powerlifting. And when you guys, you know, take a look at these two gentlemen and how they speak and talk and act, it's it's a dangerous it's, it's, it's a dangerous future. So, 18 year old Grant Iverson, 105, 120 kg lifter, and Sean Mills, better known as Weez. Of course, yeah, you'd be known by your Instagram handle because you are the way that you are, 105 kg. Teenage Phenom, how you boys doing? Uh, hanging in there. You know, just got back from uh, Ohio State, went out there for a couple of days, shot some content. So uh, it's nice to be back in my home environment, you know, just being able to stay in the same place for the, hopefully the next seven and a half weeks until Collegiate Nationals. Nice. And we're both headed to the same place, and we're, I mean, I mean, we're just chilling. We're prepping it out, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to see that. We got a couple Big Ten guys here, too. Right, you're you're Wisconsin, Grant. Right, I do. I do go to Wisconsin, Madison. Yeah, and um, uh, Weez, you're you're Penn State. Indeed, indeed. Nice. All right, Big Ten. I could res- I could I could get on board with that. Man, I am actually pretty excited to see collegiate nationals. I like the landscape this year of combining collegiate nationals and juniors. I think uh, I think that's gonna make for some interesting, interesting competition, interesting head-to-head matchups. It, for sure, it's, it's going to be that. I'm just too confused where it's going to be broken up between juniors and then collegiates. Like, I'm not too sure what the standings are going to be towards, like, the end of the meet. Like, talking about per weight class, if it's going to be all together overall or if it's going to be broken between the two different categories. Like, I don't know, personally. There's too much ambiguity going on. I'm uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be 
broken up, like scoring wise, it's going to be broken up because uh, that's that's what it, that's what they made it seem like on their website. So it's just like you're on the same same platform, same flight, and everything. It's just you guys aren't like placed together, although you're I, in the same weight class. I always, I always fucking hated that collegiate nationals and junior nationals wasn't already combined. You know what I mean? Just like do it within the age group of 18 through 22. So it's easier yeah. to decide who's going to represent you at worlds. Like just make collegiate junior lifting. Cause once you're 23, you're no, don't be a junior anymore. Be open. There should be an unwritten rule in powerlifting. If you're 23 years old, you are open. Nico Flores, you're in the open now. You're not fucking, you're not a fucking junior. Like what? what I didn't what, even know that was a thing personally. Yes, yeah, twenty three years old, and then but then if you turn twenty four by worlds, you're not. You can't compete. Hmm. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, because I know that there's a lot of a lot of kids that are like really strong juniors that just don't go to college, so they just can't like yeah. go to collegiate nationals. Like Isaac, for example. Yeah. <clears throat> like he could. I mean, obviously, he could, you know, he could win the 120 collegiates, but he just doesn't go to college, so it's just not an option for him. Yeah, I just think they should just make it just junior nationals combine it already with collegiate, just have it on age group. Because I, what I think happens a lot of times, they take the piss out of junior lifters because they all want to compete at raw nationals. A lot of those junior national, uh, junior lifters, and they want to do something like collegiate nationals as well. Like, Ben Poor is one of them. Austin Perkins, obviously, but he's in a different case because he has a legit chance of winning 74 in the next two years. But I think if they just made a Junior Nationals really important and combined with Collegiate Nationals, I think a lot of people would opt into doing Frat Nats. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because in the past, Frat Nats has been sort of like a meme. But um, with, with what they're doing this year because of the whole COVID situation, um. It actually turns out like it, it might end up being a, like a good event. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? There's a lot of people yeah. going, so it's going to be actually exciting as opposed to, you know, what, what do you call it? Frat Nats. It used to be just a meme in the past. It seems like there might be some good head-to-head competition coming up this year. I was always looking forward to like the team battles, though, like Midland, McKendry, UTSA. I I started I grant I got a better appreciation of collegiate nationals as I started doing two white lights and got more into powerlifting. It's definitely interesting though because I feel like there's okay, a lot Grant. Of... How many times are you going to say it's definitely interesting? I got to know this <laughs> if I'm going to continue this interview. How many, how many times? All right. Oh, I'm going to keep a tally. All right, we're going to set a bet right now over under 14 times. Continue. Um. So there's a lot of like really good lifters that are like scattered around in schools that like don't stand a shot at like winning the team team section though. So yeah, it's kind of weird. And why, what's what's the deal? Uh, is Wisconsin just too focused on their fucking you know team that can't win a Rose Bowl or what? They won't they won't <laughs> put more put more money and funds into the powerlifting team. Same thing with the Penn State. They the fucking uh, the third place Big Ten football winners might just funnel more money into powerlifting, guys. I mean, personally, I agree, but and it would be cool to see some kind of you know people taking more seriously the aspect or the idea of certain collegiate teams winning. But the problem is that other than uh, what is it, LSU, Midland, does Texas A and M have a team? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but other than those schools, every other organization is really washed up. 
So like, for example, I go to Penn state, but I don't compete on behalf of the Penn state powerlifting team or club or whatever you want to call it. Because I had a couple run-ins last year where there was some kind of superiority complex where, you know, the upperclassmen would feel entitled to whatever, um, kind of social standings in the club and they didn't like to see a freshman come in and be out totaling all of them. So I personally just had to like disassociate from all that myself. And um, I'm sure it's the same thing with he being able to wash anyone else like that goes to that school. So I personally don't think that there's enough competition for collegiate nationals to really truly be able to differentiate stronger schools from one another other than obviously like Midland because of course they recruit but I mean any other school like it's hard it's kind of apples and oranges it's kind of hard to compare the strength levels or prestige of different schools and their powerlifting programs yeah for us it's definitely really like I don't know it's like like I don't want to like talk shit about them but I mean we just don't have a lot of we don't have a big big talent pool you know what I mean like we we have a club team like I'm on it and it's kind of like we send people to CNATs that qualify, right? Mm-hmm. We don't really have a lot of people that are in contention for first. So it's, it's I don't know, it, it's, it's weird with the schools that aren't those big three. Yeah, I could, I could understand that. But um, I, I guess it's going to be a tough bargain to ask Penn State and Wisconsin to beef up their powerlifting team when they are huge in all the other major sports. You know what I'm saying? So I I would like to see that, though. That is like kind of my desire is to see more collegiate teams compete against each other and have – because powerlifting doesn't have a team aspect. It, it doesn't. Like, right. I guess you can say flex, TSA, there's something there. But if you ask a TSA athlete, they're not like, man, we just got to – hope we can just beat flex boys this year. At Raw and Ass, like no, they don't like. I, I want to place high. I, I, like the team, right. the team aspect isn't as important. No, I, I agree, but I, I think it comes down to the fact that there's not enough money in the sport and there's not enough talent per se at the collegiate level as of now. Like so, for example, um, me and Alex both like are under Alex Sardor. We're both under Penn State, but we don't compete on behalf of. The team, we're not associated with them. It's kind of, like you said, it's an individual sport. And it's just not to the point where there's not enough people or talent for different schools to really organize something and competitively go against against uh, go against go other schools, per se. I don't, I, I don't really know. It's, it's, it's hard because, I mean, like you said, like we're really big into like other sports and stuff. And there's just not, there's no real incentive for a lot of schools to put money into their program. Like Midland, I mean, they, they've kind of had their thing going for a while and it's working. They're doing scholarships and stuff, but that's not really an option for a lot of other schools. So people don't really, people don't really look at like Penn state and they're like, Oh, I want to go there for powerlifting. It's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of just like a thing on the side. It's like, Oh, if you go there and you want to powerlift, you can. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. But all right. So let's look, look past, let's look past, uh, collegiate nationals and junior nationals and other being combined. And it's going to be a great meet because, like you said, COVID actually forced that to be a good meet because we're going to get some real good young lifters actually competing on the same stage, whereas a lot of times it will just be raw nationals. What are you guys thinking as far as the future of the sport? Because we ran that topic, how many of these team phenoms will be in the sport in three to four years? And 
I think you guys will qualify within the teen phenom label. But 118, 119 years old, both are making incredible gains, moving big weights. But you always have that looming question from outsiders and insiders. Are you going to stick around in the sport? So in that three to four year range, what are both of you looking to accomplish? Well, see, here's the thing. I, I've seen you guys ask that question on multiple instances, but me personally, well, I'm going to interrupt you. It was just once. Go ahead. It was literally once, not multiple instances. That's fine. We just did it one time. So continue. Okay. So I've seen the discussion on social media, but me personally, I don't understand why if someone has something going for them that is you know it's something that other people don't have you know they're particularly skilled at the sport i don't understand how one could simply stop i understand how life gets in the way sometimes with jobs and you know other passions but me personally i i couldn't see myself ever ever straying away from something that i'm good at you know what i mean other people i guess i guess they don't share the same passion or if per se they're somehow not able to, I can't even think of scenarios in which that would be the case. But even during quarantine, when things got tough and gym started shutting down, the people who cared about it at the end of the day, they always found a way to train. They, they wouldn't slack off and just fall off. You know, I can't think of any top 10 competitors in the open that just stopped training. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not, I don't know. It's, I, I understand when people say that, um, life, life happens. And like, I, I agree, like some, some kids that are really good are just going to kind of like fade out because like they're becoming adults and I mean, stuff gets in the way and they have to like, actually like live their lives because sometimes, you know, the younger, younger guys in college or high school, they're just, they're just doing school and lifting. They don't have mm-hmm. a lot to worry about. Like they got a lot of testosterone, so it's easy and they're kind of just grooving. But I mean, I agree. I agree with what Sean said. Like, if you're passionate about it, I don't understand. I don't see how it's going to eventually just like fade out. Like, I don't, I don't see myself stopping for a while. And I think that it, it, there's levels to it. Like it depends on the person, but at least for us, it seems like we're going to be around. Yeah, for sure. And, and, but we asked the question because it does happen. We've seen it in powerlifting. If you've been around the sport for five years and I'm not saying that I'm like a seasoned veteran. I've only been competing for four years and being around the USAPL for like two. It has happened where we saw a flash in the pan type of guys or like the new flavor of the week. And I understand when people say, especially the younger lifters, it's not going to happen to us. There's no guarantee. Of course it's not going to happen, but there's going to, so a lifter that you guys know, a lifter who's really good at your age is going to flame out. They will. They, that will happen. I guarantee it. But the reason why I ask you is because we never really ask a teenager this question. We never release a teenage lifter this question. So what makes you guys think that you guys are going to stick around? Uh, I think it just comes down to who, ba- who wants it bad enough at the end of the day and what, where your priorities lie. You know what I'm saying? For me personally, like, Going to the gym and training is the highlight of my day, and I'm structuring my future around the idea that I'm going to be in this industry for a while, and per se, stopping powerlifting completely would only be to my disadvantage. If I want to make a living in this fitness industry, where does falling out or burning out, where, where does that fall in that? You know, it doesn't really compute. If per se, someone 
Okay, has, we is no. really quick. You're saying per se totally incorrectly. We we got to change you say per se. Like you just got to maybe remove that from your vocabulary. <laughs> How about for example? Yes. <laughs> like per se, you're 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 using it all over the place. All right, continue, man. I know it's I'm gonna do a lot of teaching this episode because I'm talking to two fucking eighteen and nineteen year olds, but. I, I'm going to have to say something whenever you use words incorrectly, but continue. I, I thought you were a history teacher, not a not an English teacher. I mean, I speak English. I mean, so, I mean, all? like, that's, I, I try to speak it correctly, too. So. Maybe, maybe I only speak, uh, wheeze bonics or whatever. Who said that? Who was the one that said that? <laughs> a little more seasoned than us in the language. A little more seasoned. I got 10 but, years um, on you, gentlemen, so... I'm pulling rank on you as far as speaking the English language longer. That's that's interesting that you do that. But um, <laughs> regardless, um, <laughs> God, where the hell was I going with that? So, for example, if someone who um is setting up internships or you know planning to go into the nine to five kind of field after college, they might not be able to fit in the ability to train to the extent which they need to in order to become great. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it really depends on a case per case basis. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how Sean said that, like um, people found a way to train during quarantine, right? I feel like I'm, I'm really passionate about it and I'm going to find a way to make it work no matter what. Like I remember like, I mean uh, in 2019, like raw Nats happened. Right. And I was, um, I was competing and trying to get on like the sub junior world spot. So I could go to worlds. I mean, worlds didn't happen, but I remember how exciting it was like leading up to that. And even though it was just like sub juniors, it was like something to look forward to. And I know that me and Sean both, like we want to go to worlds. Like we want to, we want to get up there and do stuff and it's not just going to die out for us. And as, as life comes at us, we're going to find ways to make it work. Yeah, for sure. So would you guys say that powerlifting competing in powerlifting is your main focus for the next five years like what i don't know what really career aspirations you two have but is power is it going to be somewhat related to powerlifting because it can in fact do that if you major in exercise science um you can definitely take that use that information take your years of powerlifting and use that to be a coach and we see some great career coaches and we see some people who are really able to make a living off that so is that something that you guys are thinking of while you're in school? No, for sure. Um, I'm going for business personally, but I'm using the skills that I'm developing. And even with my side hustles now regarding different companies that I work for and uh, just other things that are not related to fitness, I'm using all those skills to be able to, to be able to translate that into the fitness industry, whether it be starting my own clothing company, just my brand as a whole, mm-hmm. regardless of what I'd be, whether I open up my own gym, you know what I'm saying? So all these skills that I'm acquiring while at college, I plan to use these once I get out into the, once I get out into the real world where I plan to make my living in this industry. So yes, powerlifting does have a big part of it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say yes as well. Um, because uh, first semester of school, I was actually in computer science and I was like thinking about it and I'm like, I, I want to go somewhere with powerlifting and like people are doing it. Like people are making a living like coaching or like whatever it is, just being entrepreneurs. And um, I decided that I think it would be like really good to just, just major in exercise science, kind of just like cruise with the whole powerlifting thing and take it somewhere because 
I mean, we're both passionate about it and like we, we want to do things with it and the industry is only growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm confident you two are going to stick around the sport for a little bit. And I mean, I, if I've thought that I probably wouldn't have had you on two white lights, you know, like if, if you are someone who's a young lifter who I see a lot of potential with, like I want to hear from you. I want to see what you guys are thinking. Like, I think a lot of people took that post that two white lights made and, and actually, I guess the comments would align with this train of thought that, no, not a lot of them are going to stick around. But then it turns into, who is who are they specifically referring to? You know what I mean? Is Because they're not specifically referring to a certain lifter. And they didn't really think- add anyone. But I'm, I'm thinking, like... I think Weeze is definitely going to stick around. I know Grant's going to stick around. The guys that we bought up on Two White Lights, Alex, Aiden, other Alex, Alex Sidor, and Alex Lucky Luciano Lucklow, like, we we thought, I mean, based on how they approach their training, seems like they're dedicated for the long run. But there are guys that we see who are younger who fizzle out. I mean, I, I bought up an example. It might have been before your time. Dylan Brace was a guy that was an Illinois lifter. Young lifter, super explosive, 105 kg lifter, solid numbers, his first meet, and then never heard from him again. The clout wasn't there anymore, and it was gone for him. So it does happen. I was actually just about to say, um, I, I think that a lot of the kids that are like under big coaching names, like me and Sean are under Flex, you know, there's a lot of a lot talented young lifters under, under Nori or something like that. They, I feel like, it's not like more pressure, but it's like we're, we have guidance and it's, it's easier for us to be like, okay. Like, cause like, I know, I know sometimes Joey talks, he's like, we had to talk about going to 120 when I uh, picked him up and he was like talking about the open. He's like, 120 is going to be best for the open. And it's like, I, I'm already looking forward to that. And I re- I'm already know I'm headed there. Like I'm going to be competing in the open someday. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice to, be under that guidance too, because I think a lot of the lifters that'll end up fizzling out are ones that kind of, I'm not saying that big coaching names aren't going to do the job, but a lot of them are more unknown when it comes to uh, who they're working with. Yeah, fair enough. I guess, I guess that, uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I, I feel like if you're talented enough of a lifter and disciplined enough to be under one of those, per se, big three, I'm trying to think of more, but, you know, either TSA, Nori, or Flex, that you kind of understand that, wow, I mean, I'm in this position here where I'm under a great coach. I better not drop the ball. You know, I'm going to stay disciplined. I'm going to keep doing my thing and eventually become a great lifter in the open like some of these other coaches have, you know. So I, I, I truly do think that maybe some of these other kids that are only trying to get on king of the lifts with pulling – straps on a on a deadlift bar with bumper plates or just any of these other tiktok lifters that are just kind of in it for the clout i definitely see them not being here within the next couple years but those that are they're taking their training seriously they're competing they're getting after it and they're either consistent with posting on social media or or anything it doesn't even you don't even have to post your lifts i know some people that just show up on meet that and get it done but i think those that you know they have a prestigious coach and um they're just disciplined lifters. I think those are the ones that are truly in it for the long run, as opposed to any other clout lifter that you could say. Yeah. And you can definitely tell who really wants it too. like people that 
you know, they, they come into the gym, they lift on kilos every single day, stiff bar, like they go through the pain, they go through the pain. And, uh, then on the other side, you got guys that are coming in with the straps, the deadlift bar, the bumper plates, and they're kind of just, they're clout lifting, they're ego lifting. And it, you know, they, King of the Lifts throws up their lift, they throw their age on there and it's like, oh, wow. But I, f- I feel like those kids are just going to fizzle out. Like they're not about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that too. I mean, occasionally, even with the proper equipment, I do see the uh, the demog- the age demographic of eighteen through twenty two lifting with the stiff bar and kilo plates, but their RP scheduled RP sevens look like RP forty seven and a half, and they. I mean, to me, that's like just as bad as using the straps, the deadlift bar, the bumper plates, and all that kind of stuff, even the pound plates. And I, I do I do see that often, but you guys are in that age where it's you're a little bit more suspect or a little bit more vulnerable to clout to the clout lifting and what, I, well, what do you mean by that you guys are within that age that clout really is a thing and an important thing are, are, are Just, we are we not on the same page that 18 through 22 year olds like social media and like being reposted a ton no, I mean, I agree in that sense. I just, <laughs> so, I mean, that makes more sense when you put it that way. Yeah. Was so, what you meant what's that? He was just, he was just wondering what you meant by that. Yeah, yeah. So I think you guys are within that age range where it's very easy to go into that. And I think, I still think it's okay to do, you know what I mean? Like I would say, I, I would say the, the most talented young lifter in the world right now is Perk. Yeah. And I can I tell agree. that the clout matters to him. I'm going to have him on next week where I'm probably going to talk to him about this, but I could tell the cloud matters to him, but it's just like finding that balancing act of being able to put really good lifts out in the gym, out on the platform, and then trying to find a way to still market yourself. Cause I think you guys are in two positions. We is a little bit more uh, social media savvy. It seems like, or social media active as opposed to Grant. Like I just see a pretty typical powerlifter page from Grant where Wheeze, you know, you're, you're getting yourself into it, but you have a future in it. Like, if you, if you have a future and are able to make some money now, do it. There's nothing wrong with it. A, a lot of times on Two White Lights when I say this, where I say, like, a lot of kids are high, uh, high on piss and vinegar, or they are looking for clout, it could be misconstrued as a negative, and, like, it can't easily be a negative, but I, I'm not saying don't get what's coming to you. If you got some money coming to you, take it. Right. I, I agree. And, and as we were saying for, you know, younger lifters are generally, they can be perceived as more in it for the clout. I get that totally, but I think it's all for different reasons. So for example, me personally, I have no problem with, like, for example, when, when Grant posts a PR and he, when he squats 300 keys and King of the Lifts reposts it and the eyes are on him. It only motivates me to go in the next week and do something and do something just as good, if not greater, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we're constantly pushing each other, seeing the opposition being posted on social media, you know, eyes are on them. It, it really only works to further the, the competition. And as what you were saying with uh, Perk, you know, I, I personally think he put on the most impressive performance of 2020 personally, the, the way he executed on the platform and the the calling of those numbers was in my eyes like very admirable. So when he gets po- when his meat recap gets posted on King of the Lifts and other pages, I think it's all deserved. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to get at is I'm kind of rambling here, but 
I feel like great lifters being reposted on social media and all the quote unquote clout that comes with it. I think it only works to advance the sport. Yeah. We've actually, uh, coined, coined a term pretty recently. Uh, it kind of relates to clout lifting. Like I know Sean went to Ohio state this week and he took a couple flex eights on the big three. And, um, but it's all about finding that balance. It's all about, you know, doing the, doing the balancing act and making sure that, uh, you're not burning yourself out with the flex. All right. Hold on. So you mentioned a flex eight, like three times today. What, what exactly is a flex eight? Because I think a lot of listeners are just going to think like it's a new RPE thing. And I don't think it is. So, um, this, uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, even Joey doesn't even really know what it is. <laughs> it's so funny. He doesn't know what it is. I commented on one of, uh, Lucker's posts and he's like, what the hell was that? I just didn't respond. So let me check. <laughs> it's an abstract concept. So, I mean, a lot of people think of RP or some people think RP is like, okay. an eight is like two reps in the tank. I mean, obviously, like, a lot of people that post eights, it's not exactly two reps in the tank. And uh, <laughs> I know uh, there's a lot of overshooting that goes on. or Well, not a lot, but sometimes there's overshooting that goes on with people that are coached by Joey, right? And um, it's kind of become a joke between me, Sean, Lucko, and Isaac. Like, if we if we have a uh, an RP8 single programmed, we're like, okay, we're taking a flex eight. That basically means... Like it's it's not exactly an eight. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit higher than that. So yeah, it's um it's funny for sure because it's there's just no way we have a two reps in the tank. Yeah, it's supposed to be like an eight and a half, nine. Essentially, like a flex eight just means like don't fail. And then like <laughs> sometimes Joey will give us like a like a seven to eight. So a flex seven to eight is pretty much just like an eight. And then like a, a, a flex seven being like a flex seven is like a, like an eight. And then a flex six is like a seven. So you just bump everything up, like either half or just a full RPE. And, um, I remember when it was, when it was Sean's birthday and he went to the shop, uh, he asked Joey for nines. Right. And let's just say Sean definitely took some flex nines. Like I know the spot <laughs> was about like a seven to eight second rep. Uh, the deadlift is propped at the top. I mean, there was just a lot going on there. So basically, it's like we we kind of we kind of uh, the the RP scale is a little bit skewed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna use. I might uh I might just throw that in there one day. Because I think I, have to. I think Flex only views my deadlifts. Uh, he always comment. He does this thing. He always comments on my deadlift videos like six days after I do them. It's always a very nice compliment, but it's just always like six days after. So I might have to throw in when I hit uh hit like an RP nine and a half. I might have to throw in that it's a flex eight and see if he catches on. Oh my it. god, no, he'll catch on. He'll DM us about it. Yeah. It'd be so funny. Well, that'll be good. But it's not like it's not a knock on him. It's not a knock on his programming at all. It's just like that's what we see a lot of a lot of flex athletes do, and it's also because of um. Like a, a select few of athletes who take that RPE and just completely fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like Flex has it. I know Joe Stanek definitely has it going for him. Uh, where we see a few athletes like, oh, that was not supposed to be an RP 10 today. I know that for a fucking fact. Because um, there's no reason that, like, I don't, I don't, since my time working with Joe, I haven't seen anyone, I haven't seen an RP 10 on my program. 
barely see an RP9. And I know when somebody hits an RP10 in the gym, like, he didn't program that in there. And he didn't program you at a 9 today either because you're seven weeks out from your meetings. I remember uh, Joey programmed me a 9 on Bansic a couple of weeks ago, and I just ended up failing with Bans. Just failed it. So, like, so when Joey gives us, like, a 7 to 8, like, it means an 8. <laughs> <laughs> like you know like i'll be like i'll send in the group chat with me grant Lucko, and uh and isaac i'll be like yeah i got i got a squat single out of flex seven to eight today and like we all know what that means like i'm gonna be taking it at an eight and a half <laughs> yeah i remember when i uh when i squatted 300 it was definitely programmed at an eight i mean it moved well like i could maybe convince somebody that it was an eight but like it was a flex I was, eight i was there for that right that three Q. Oh, that was that was two ninety actually. That was uh that was a while ago, but recently. Yeah, because I would I would have said that was an eight. I think you were yeah you were working up to eight or nine that day, but you were in between, yeah, like, I think you were between coaches that time. Sometimes you can uh you can argue that what we take is an eight, but uh you know it's it's a flex eight. Yeah, it's not exactly an eight, like with two reps left in reserve. <laughs> All right, well, that's some good information. Yeah, for sure, for sure. About finding the balancing acts with uh you know, the flex eights and, and, uh, making sure that the clout lifting doesn't take over. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, I think you two do a really good job of that. Uh, but so, all right. So let me ask you this, where do you guys see yourself then in that like three to five year range? You know, what, um, what goals do you have yourself set out? Because within that time, you'll still be, you still be in that junior range and then just getting into the open and those are real important years you know because i if i was going to make a guess between you two i would say around 21 22 is when you're really going to be looking at the open is where the open you know placing top five or top three is going to be a major possibility for you guys so have, have you ever thought about that just your time time frame of when you're going to be within that open range or when you're going to be trying to break into that top five Right. I mean, I have put some thought into that in the sense where, you know, you, you see big bro Ashton over here. He he was competing and placing top five in the open well before he actually aged out of the juniors. You right. know what I'm saying? So once it gets to the point where you're just smoking every other junior and you're not really it, it's really you at the top. And then I feel that's the next step toward that's the next step before taking a look at the open and then trying to win the open because then you're going against guys that have been in it for, you know, five plus years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely um, like, I'm looking at the juniors more, more than the opens right, right now, because well, me and Sean are, we're, we're, I mean, we're IPF juniors, but we're not, we're not even USAPL juniors yet. Like, yeah, I've still got a year in the teens. Sean's got like little less than a year. And <laughs> I know, um, it's hard to be looking at the open right now. Cause a lot of the guys are going to like, they're going to stop competing. Like I know I'm going to, I'm going to be going 120, and I know Dennis, Dennis is great. Like Dennis is untouchable, but he's on the elderly side. So I'm not sure if I'm going to be seeing him when I'm, when I'm 21, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, I know you guys are within that teen range, but I just hate the age range in powerlifting. I just, can't stand that teenager goes into 18 and 19 years old. It, it bothers me. Like, it should be the cutoff. If you're in high school, I guess you should be cl- classified as a teen lifter. But you guys, I think, are, you're, you're past the teen level. You know what I mean? You're, you're past it. 
I think you are within that junior range, especially your numbers. Your numbers correlate with that as well. And it is an interesting dynamic between when someone is like graduating from that junior to open stage. And I think you guys are going to hit that soon, like much sooner than a lot of lifters. A lot of lifters need it until they're 22, 23 to really get out into the open, where I think around the age of 20, 21, maybe a little bit of a perk. Um, Evan Glasgold comes to mind as well. Some guys who are in their early 20s, but still within the top level. I mean, Noriega was another one where, you know, he's 24, 25 right now. So he had a long stint as an early 20-year-old into the open sessions and the primetime sessions and the top 10 sessions when they were young. So just interesting uh, if you guys were like thinking about that, if you're on the doorstep or not. Is it is that one of your immediate goals? Because I know like Aiden Raider and Alex Sidor, their goals are to be in primetime top ten as nineteen twenty year olds. I was actually um when when Ron Axe twenty twenty was still on and like we were prepping at the beginning of summer, um I was actually thinking about like trying to do a meet uh like eight weeks out and trying to go for like a primetime total. So I know personally I've been looking at that and I think it's it's possible to already move into that top 10 range. I know this year they don't have prime time, so I'm not really worried about that because I don't think me or Sean or actually you fall into this pool too. Like we don't know if we're even going to get into raw nets. So it's yeah, you, not you like... You two will have a definite issue. Yeah, yeah we're not getting in. <laughs> like if, if you want to sign up, you got to do it March 1st. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not looking great for us, so... I guess I'm not really looking at primetime right now because I'm assuming by next year we're going to be pretty uh, – we're going to have pretty great meat totals and we're going to be able to make it in there no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually – I totally agree. And as to what Grant was saying earlier for when he was – he wanted to – he was looking into competing eight weeks out and trying to set a total in order to get into um, a higher spot for Raw Nationals. But – I was looking to do the same thing actually before they announced that there was no prime time for this year's Raw Nationals. I was going to compete collegiate nationals and try to total around the mid eights and be and then see per see what the qualifying total for Raw Nationals was uh, for the one hundred fives. So now that that's just not a thing, I, I guess I'm not going to have to worry about it. So I'm just going to focus on doing my best at collegiate nationals. Uh, me and Grant are actually both going to do team nationals just for the hell of it. And then uh, we're going to have to see what the fall has in store for us in terms of the Arnold. Wait, so is is team nationals separate from, right, that's that's uh, that's high school nationals, right? Or what is that? Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's, it's high school and team nationals. So since it's in uh, May, Sean's still going to be a teen. I'm obviously still going to be a teen. And... It's, I think it's, it's like seven to eight weeks after CNATS and it's cause it's right before okay. Ronex. So we were thinking, I mean, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to have the best talent pool. No, nah, they're not going to be great. Yeah. They're, like we yeah, said, they're, they're in high school. So yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> they're high school, so we can't expect a lot, but it'll be fun to kind of, um, you know, turn around from CNATS and put up a total that we can actually compare with the open. It's just, we're going to be, uh, yeah. be against a bunch of 14 year olds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll. I mean, uh, some of your vocabulary is about as good as fourteen-year-olds, so I think uh, I think you guys will be good there. It's interesting that you say that. It's very interesting. Uh, (laughs) But I, I, I guess with this year that's 
that's acceptable because a lot of people had the same idea. You know what I mean? They were going to try to get into the primetime session. A lot of people still try to do the very same thing. I think that was I. I believe that was Aiden's plan was to do the meet that is happening uh, next week on Saturday to help his primetime total uh, for the Open. And same with Alex Sidor, use that meet to get into the primetime. Now it's not a thing, but I believe they were both gunning to do collegiate and junior nationals anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in the same boat as they were. Once I found out that there wasn't a primetime, it kind of just like, like Ron Nats so, is like. It... Here, but here's the thing, though, and I, and I started to interrupt you. But within this year, it is still, if you're getting in there with a big total and you're signing up on time, and you're still competing like a genuine top 10 number, which if if you total something, you know what's top 10. You compare it to 2019 to 2020. So it's not necessarily like there's no prime time this year. It's like, no, you are going to be competing against the prime time lifters, or at least five or six of them when you take the criteria. But I understand what you're saying with that. I'm just saying like prime time is still a thing. It's pretty much the entire Raw Nationals. Minus, like, a couple of jabronis who are going to get in with, you know, their Wi-Fi speeds. Hell yeah. <laughs> but it's still, you are still, so if you, you know, if you compete at 120 or 105, you're going to be facing the big boys. You you are going to be, you're going to see Ashton Rouska, Bryce Lewis, uh, Mikey D. You're, you're going you're gonna to see those dudes still. It's not like they're not going to be there. And that, to me, is always a primetime meet. If, those, if three of those guys are there, that's primetime actually a really good point um i was kind of thinking about how 2019 raw nationals like prime time was crazy mm-hmm. like so many people compared to like the morning sessions where it was like there's literally empty chairs everywhere and it's like i mean there's there's like people people's families supporting and stuff but it's just not the same so i don't, I don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be fun uh i think i don't know about sean but i might try to make it down there just to to come through to hang out and watch it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, as we say, it's gonna be interesting for sure. I'm gonna look into. It. I'm gonna have to look into it because. Uh, I mean, after going out to Baton Rouge for collegiate nationals and then going to Colorado for for uh, team nationals, I was already planning to go to Houston uh, and then LA throughout the summer as well. So I mean, at that point, adding Florida to the list, it's probably not too big a deal. But I'm just gonna have to. Cut, you know, look into the logistics of it and play. Cut, out, cut out one of them. Hmm? Cut out one of them. Cut out one of those travel destinations. You don't have to go to all the fucking places. Raw Nance is going to be in Daytona Beach, and you are two 19 and 18 year olds. Daytona Beach in the summer. Fucking go to Daytona Beach, man. Have fun. I mean, as long as I have a viable way to train, I would do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, just, I just can't be missing workouts. Oh, yeah. you. I mean, down, down Daytona Beach, Florida? Maybe, maybe take a trip up to Miami? Trained hybrid? Something like that. Sounds, sounds fun. Yeah, I don't know how too far they are from each other, but I mean, if I'm flying out there, I'm not going to be Ubering from one city to another city that's an hour and a half away. So it, it's small things like that that you have to look into. But I mean, if per se there is a way to train on competition, if there's a way to train on competition equipment, cut the John <laughs> out. Cut it out. Cut this out. I'm restarting right now. If there's a way to train on competition equipment, while I'm spectating or I'm there just to hang out with people at Raw Nationals, I will go. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I said that in the past where I think uh, Raw Nationals can be a spectator type. I mean, look at all the people going down to hybrid this weekend to watch a hybrid showdown. 
right? Why can't fucking Raw Nationals be that cool? It is. I, I agree with you because I didn't know that primetime was a thing until I got to Raw Nationals. I didn't know how big it was until Jamar Royster described it to me. And I was competing in the regular session. I was like, eh, whatever. Then I saw primetime and I'm like, yep, I want to be a part of this. That's something that I want to do because spectating it was a blast. And I mean, if you spectate Raw Nationals this year, I don't know who's going to get in, but it's still going to be a show. Were you about to say something? It sounds like you were just about to say something. <laughs> so you two will be competing against each other at Collegiate Nationals uh, combined with Junior Nationals, whatever you want to call it. I hate the fact that it's Collegiate and Junior Nationals. It bothers me. They have to combine it into one word. So... It seems like you two have a friendly rivalry going. You're both flex boys. How is the dynamic between you two? And do you think that it's it's helping you two train? Is it more of a friendly rivalry kind of thing? I can tell you guys are really good friends. But is it something you're just always thinking about? Just like kind of seeing each other's progress and trying to match each other's progress? I've actually, uh, I've actually got some news for you. So I went on a business call with uh, Joseph Giovanni Ferrati Franzo. And uh, we were we were discussing some plans for collegiate nationals, and uh, I'm actually gonna be I'm gonna be weighing in at like 107. So, um, the way he the way he described it to me is he didn't really want a whole uh, Danny and Amanda situation to go down, even though I don't think it would. And he yeah, are think- you guys exactly Danny and Amanda level of yeah, not quite of rivalry? Not, e- not exactly. <laughs> because here's the thing, I'm just gonna say this. If I invited Daniela Mello and Amanda Lawrence to come on Two White Lights at the same time, I have a pretty healthy intuition that one of them would say no. Yeah, that, I don't think that would. Uh, I don't think that would end up going down. But we took a look at the competition, and I think it's possible to uh, be winning the one twenties as a as a heavy one hundred five or a light one twenty. So that's what we're going to end up doing, and we're going to. We're going to be, hopefully, both be crowned, and we won't have to interfere with each other. Ooh, I'll, I'll, like, I'll like the look of that. How about you, Weez, or? Well, it, it's funny that you asked um, what kind of dynamic there is, because around, it was more so, yeah, it was around a year ago today where um, we made a group on Instagram with just a bunch of younger lifters, and that's when I originally found out about Grant. And at the time, he was, God, I think you were either an early 18-year-old or you were still 17 at the time. But he was smoking my numbers. Just like, other than my squat, he was smoking me. And our deadlifts were hand-in-hand, but he he literally benched 100 pounds more than me at the time. And at the time, I was like, fuck this kid. Like, I don't know who he is. Like, he's not – because he was coached by uh, some other guy at the time. And I was just like – I don't know who this kid is, and he's stronger than me. Like, like I wasn't, I wasn't happy for him at all. I was jealous. <laughs> so he was, he was not happy for me. He really, no, I remember. I, I wasn't. So we were in this group chat for a while, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this kid's stronger than me. He's in the same weight class. So I mean, whatever. I'm just gonna have to work hard. But um, over time, we're working with Joey. It came to the point where me and Grant came to very similar strength levels, and then eventually Grant starts working with Joey. But meanwhile. You know, with me and Grant being in the same group chat, we were we were always talking. So we became friends, but at the same time, we're still we were still in the same weight class. So there was still that sense of competition. And me and Grant have talked about it. We were like, Yeah, like, you know, that was that was a sick lift that you did. I'm happy for you. Whether it's being posted on King of the Lifts or if it's just a PR in general, you know what I'm saying? So it's to the point where multiple times, for example, I injured my back a while ago over the fall. 
And Grant was like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, it sucks that you're dealing with that. You know, if there's any questions that you have, just let me know. Or he was helping me with my bench footing for a while because uh, I was having some technical issues with that. And then back when Grant uh, absolutely butchered his finger a couple months ago, I was like, shit, dude. Because he, he was he was going to compete. And I'm like, I'm sorry that happened. Like, I, and I was genuinely sorry <laughs> that that happened because, like, he's injured now. You know what I'm saying? So it, it got to the point over time from – not liking each other to becoming good friends, but still with that friendly sense of competition under the same coach. It was, it was funny because, um, I mean, we, we made that big group chat and stuff and there was a bunch of one Oh fives in it. And like, it wasn't even me having an ego. It was just like, okay, Sean just hit a two eighty five single on bench. And I just hit a four twenty single on bench and our other. So it's like, all right, if we do some quick math here, we can take a look and compare the totals, and the logistics weren't looking good for him. And no, it wasn't looking great. I ran a full scale analysis and everything. Yeah, um, and it's it's been it's been fun. Like as he's risen, right? As he's risen, we're actually like very neck and neck now. And as at over time, we've we've our friendship has gotten better and better. So it's 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 just it's cool to look back at. Mm-hmm. It is indeed interesting to look back at. So, Grant, did, did it influence your uh, your decision to go with Flex? Because I know that was relatively recent. Yeah, it was about about three to four months ago, about three and a half, I think. And I know I it wasn't really that like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have um, picked up Joey just to go head to head with Sean, really. Mm-hmm. But I. I, I saw that Sean was doing well under him. I saw that Alex was doing one, well under him. Isaac, people like that. And I kind of just wanted to take that next step. Be a, be a part of the, the family. You know, be you sign with the Patriots, as you would say. And I, I don't know. It, so it didn't really influence me because I knew that he probably wouldn't want us to compete against each other. Hmm. And, I mean, we, we, we did talk about that, and that's – it's not ultimately why I'm going 120. I'm going 120 because I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've got some uh, point guard genetics, shooting guard genetics. I'm a little tall. so You're a little taller than me. I'm a little taller than you. You're about 6'2". I'm about 6'4". So yeah, about that. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm just a tad taller. I don't meet a lot of powerlifters taller than me. So when I saw when I met you at Surge, I was like, whoa, this guy's tall because he's a little taller than me. So he's a giant. I can't tell if this is a joke and Angelo's actually hella short or if he's actually very tall. Like I'm trying to The fact that you can't pick up on sarcasm, Wheeze, is the least surprising thing on this. No, 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 no. I can't (laughs) tell whether because in the rare in rare instances you're actually being genuine and exactly it it has me like scowling. Wheeze, Wheeze, you're about to describe what sarcasm is to me. It has it has me scowling like scar over here from the Lion King because I just can't tell if you're being serious. Or not. You know what I'm saying? So I I'll can't tell you're the... always sarcastic. You're always just talking some bullshit. So in the rare instance you say something with actual validity, I'm like I'm like scowling over here. Alright, so here's the thing, Weez. I am naturally pretty uh I mean if you listen to Two White Lights, not as sarcastic. I'm outrageously sarcastic to you. Just I, you in particular me, with that. all of our interactions if we go on Instagram live. If we talk on, uh, you know, the, the group chats, we talk on DMs, I am outrageously sarcastic to you. Uh, 
But you are that. I will I will let the people decide who have seen me in person if I am tall or not. It's it's powerlifting's greatest mystery. How tall is Fortino Power? We actually had a uh, a little discussion. I think we it, it, it came up uh, about like uh, maybe a week ago. We were like, I wonder if Fortino actually dislikes Wheeze. Like, we really couldn't tell. We were talking about it. We, we were talking about it six hours ago. We were talking about it six days ago. And then I brought it up like two and a half weeks ago. I'm like, the way this dude talks to me in the group chat, it's like, I can't tell if he's, if he's just being sarcastic or if he actually doesn't like me. Like, I couldn't tell. And we came to the consensus that if you actually didn't like me, you just wouldn't talk to me at oh, all. Oh, no, yeah, for and, sure. I would yeah. I would probably call you like just a douchebag on my story. Just completely and not and or or either just not follow you and avoid you. Um, right, th- right. actually I'm very happy that you guys had that conversation because that means my sarcasm is working to my absolute highest peak. I'm I'm actually very happy to hear that. That the very fact that you thought that I genuinely disliked you means that my sarcasm level is at at it's absolute peak. And to me, that's like, that's like better than winning Raw Nationals. The fact that you thought that I didn't like you is means that my sarcasm is getting so good. It's not that I I thought it, it's just I was on the fence. I was like 50-50. Exactly, yeah, yeah, you were on the fence. That's perfect. Like, man, this guy fucking like me because he says some mean shit and he's like kind of sarcastic and he says these backhanded compliments. But yeah, that means my sarcasm works. Yeah, and you, you hit the nail on the head. I would not talk to you as much if I didn't like you. If somebody came through and they were like, yeah, uh, Angelo really dislikes Sean, we would have been like, oh, I mean, I mean, it, it checks out, you know? Like, it, it was you, you were doing a good job. You were really doing a good job. Oh, yeah. It was it was almost like a Michael Mills situation. It was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have to go into that? I don't I, I think, shit, that's actually a very good story. We might, oh have to add, we, okay, might have to, we might have to we might have to say the story then ask for Sean's consent if we could share that story. I I I are you, wait Sean Noriega or Sean Mills? Well, obviously not Sean Mills because he's in the chat with me. So well, well, well. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm <laughs> we, not we don't need to we don't need to consent with him. He's right here. Uh, yeah, Noriega because Nor so so Noriega is known as being an extremely intelligent, intuitive person. He graduated from MIT. He's a very smart person. And he got duped by a couple of 18 and 19-year-olds. <laughs> Which, I was upset that I wasn't in on the joke. That was well, one I mean, thing. I figured you might have spoiled it, to be quite honest. I wasn't No, sure I would. Dude, dude, I love pranks. Like, you have to explain it now, because now we're just getting into inside jokes yeah. that none of the listeners are going to understand. But no, I love pranks. I just didn't care enough to like really question it but the when it turned back around it was funny so i don't know who wants to explain it and we might actually have to cut all this out because i i i feel like noriega is going to have like hey i want to still uphold this thing that i'm a very clever person who can't be duped who's not able to be pranked so i might have to ask for his consent on this one but still share the story no, I, I'm sure that he'll uh, that he'll allow it to go through because he wasn't mad about it after. No, the no, yeah, he found it funny, but but um, who wants essentially, to it? right, right, right. So essentially, around fall of 2019, 
I created an Instagram called Michael Mills and it was right after I came to Penn State and it's after I started growing my hair out. I don't know if any of you, I know Grant obviously used to follow me, but Angelo, I used to have really, really long hair. And that was when I came to school because I don't know, I just decided to start growing it out. So I created an Instagram of in fall of 2019 named Michael Mills uh, saying that he attended Temple University and it was all just old pictures of me from senior year with very short hair. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's great because he's got like videos of him lifting. Like he's got a he's got a 585 strap deadlift. It's like you look at it and you're like, okay, maybe this is just Sean's twin. Like this is Michael. He's got the genes. He's just not quite as good. So it's mm-hmm. really believable. So we we uh we have this little we have this little group chat on Instagram and uh I mean us three are in it, uh, Noriega's in it, and we one day we added Michael and from there things got really interesting because I I know Sean uh Sean Noriega saw his page and uh I mean we kind of we kind of started the joke that um Noriega was uh or that Michael was looking to get coaching. So we were like, okay, it, this would be great if we if we kind of had him fake hit up Nori, even though he doesn't exist. So I w- it was just me. Like Nori followed my fo- Nori followed Michael, and I had Michael's account logged into my phone. So me and Nori were going back and forth in the DMs under Michael saying, like, yeah, man, like I get paid next Friday. I'm gonna hit you up for some coaching because like. <laughs> I'm really trying to beat my brother. Like, he has his Instagram page. He's got all these followers. Like, let's beat his ass. You know what I'm saying? And Nori's like, yeah. Like, I can't wait for you to beat one of the flex boys. Like, your own brother. Like, it's going to be the best thing ever. And Nori was fully on board. He thought it was, like, absolutely real. And it got to the point where we were too deep into the joke. And it, it got to the point where I was genuinely scared to, like, tell Nori the truth. So we just kept it going for months. It took, yeah, it took a really long time because what you're saying, I remember all those conversations and I actually at a point forgot about it. Like I, that's how long it was that I actually forgot Mm -hmm. about the Michael Mills thing. And then you guys like bought it up back again. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I remember. I remember getting, uh, uh, Evan, Evan Glasgow sending us screenshots, um, from him and Nori and Nori was like, yeah, um, you know, Sean's brother hit me up. <laughs> like, I don't know what's good with it, but he said he he said he was gonna pick me up. And uh, I don't know, I don't know where he's at. And Evan's like, yeah, like Evan knew, of course. And Evan's like, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with that, but like he he's a strong kid. And we we actually we had a quick a quick chat one night. We were like, okay, we've got a lot of people that that think this is really funny, and we might you know we might pitch in to get a month of coaching, but we. we <laughs> We, we were like, oh, like we're we're too too kind to waste Sean's time like that, even though we would be paying him. But that didn't that did that fell through those plans. Oh man! Although I, I regret not doing that. Yeah, you guys, if you guys just got would would have got one month month of coaching. But then, all right. So if that would have happened, how would you guys like get footage? What we, what we planned to do is I was just going to send him old videos of me, like, maxing out, but, like, nah, like, I felt good today. Like, I just had to go off program. I, uh, I think he would have easily, if that was the case, he would have easily just been like, ah, fuck, this is a joke now. So maybe it was a good thing. Because, yeah, because that's, like, that's a, if you would have got one month of coaching from a catfish client, that would have been, that would have been 
up there with one of the best plagues ever. <laughs> that would have been so good. I was gonna hop on video call with him to like discuss my programming or like just certain plans under Michael. Like I was gonna have a hood up with like a beanie cap. <laughs> you would have fucked that up so bad. No, no, I, I, <laughs> you would have fucked that up. You, Angela, I promise you, like I can hold it together. I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you would have laughed. Yeah, I think like, it would have been like. Your your pronounced Pennsylvania accent would totally this dude. You no, would totally tip off Sean. No, it, it, we're twi- we're identical twins. Like I don't understand yeah, but, what you're getting at. Yeah, but you you have a very pronounced Pennsylvania accent. You know what I mean? What do you mean by that? You have a pronounced. You, you sound like a. You sound like every person I've ever met from Pennsylvania. That's interesting. I mean, but wouldn't Michael have been from Pennsylvania? Yeah, I know, as well? but you have a you have a unique sounding voice. It's that you would have to you would have to really you would have to get your you would have to get your Noriega acting skills down in order to change your voice up. Because it doesn't help that you're on live every five minutes on Instagram, where everyone hears your voice at every time. So people know what you sound like now. I suppose so. It was actually funny because when when I first saw the account, like Sean was trying to convince like the young kids that like that was his brother, and I mean, I, I guess we're a little bit more uh, we can see a little deeper than Nori, and we were we were onto it like right away. But I remember seeing the page for the first time, and it was like two hundred fifty something followers, two hundred something following. You know, he had like twenty posts; they were like spaced out. Like they were spaced far. out over a long period of time. It's and that's what Wait, made it so good. Hold on. I just now this is a this is a little side question here. Maybe I missed it. Why did you create this Instagram account just in the first place? Okay, so when I came to Penn State, I wanted to convince all of my friends that I met at Penn State that I had a twin brother that looked that was looked like me but with short hair. Oh, that's so okay. I, just for the hell of it, because it, it it was just funny. So I started posting in like September of 2019, and I would consistently post like once a month. So by the time we, I presented this page to like Noriega and Grant and like the other the other kids, like it looked like legitimate page with like 250 300 followers, following 200, and like reasonably spaced out posts. Like it looked absolutely real. It, it was too good. And as I was as I was deciphering it, right, I'm I'm scrolling back and I'm. I'm seeing the pictures and I'm like, this could actually be his twin. Like he just had short hair. He was a little bit smaller. Like it looked like young, young Sean. Yeah. But- I mean, no, when I saw the thing, cause I guess I was just kind of tuned out because I just, again, didn't really care about who was Sean was going to coach next. You know what I mean? So I was like looking in and out and I was, I was not even suspecting that that was, that was Weez. Just look like a smaller version of Weez. It was funny because, uh, you look in the comments and you like, I see people that know Sean, like in person, I see these people, like I see 12 comments all from real accounts and it's, it's like, okay, like, I guess like at first I'm like actually confused. <laughs> I understand why Nori fell for it. Like I really did, but he had like no, he was not suspicious at all. And that was the not one bit. <laughs> so was wait. dead set on coaching brother Mills. <laughs> Well, because you did on the Two White Lights page once. I forgot who, uh, on the Hot Take Wednesday, they said Michael Mills is going to be the next team phenom or some sort of next big thing in power. You're lying. And I, in, yeah, wait, you didn't see it because I think someone sent it to the chat and I, I inadvertently played into the joke. 
because I did the whole let I, I did let I did the whole let me check, and then I just left my screen for fifteen seconds, and then didn't come back. And I didn't. I I was I was under the impression that it was an actual person. I just didn't know anything to say. So I'm just like, okay, I'll play into the the fucking wheeze, you know, wheezonomics, right? The, the wheezebonics. The wheezebonics, right? The fuck you call it. And just let it be there, and like you know, everyone, you know, we got the inside joke down, but. I didn't know I was playing into a larger, grand uh, inside joke that was also a prank. I'm one of the premier coaches in powerlifting. My God, it was so funny. Because when we started playing a prank on Nori, I told Joey about it. Because I, <laughs> because Joey saw Michael's comments, and he's like, yeah, so your brother's going to go with Nori? And I couldn't <laughs> lie to Joey. I could not lie to Joey. It would have been great if you could have got, like, all the major coaches in powerlifting to be like, oh, my God. oh man, so, so you have a brother, huh? He, he deadlifts 585. It's pretty solid. And you just get, like, Joe Stanek. You get uh, Steve DeNovi. You get all these coaches, like, scouting this guy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, like, Nori followed Michael, and they were, like, commenting on each, on each other's pages. Like, Nori commented on Michael's deadlift. He's like, yeah, I can't wait to work with you. I logged into Michael's account and comment on Nori's meat prep videos being like, that's my coach right there. That's my coach. Like, oh, it, it was too great. Oh, okay, so now we got to bring – because I was actually at work when this happened because I got, like, 46 notifications on my phone, and I couldn't check any of them. So I only got how how did you guys tell Sean that this was uh, not a real person? All right, so um, one day one day I, I forgot what Sean posted. You know, a classic Sean Mills post. He posted like a squat or something, and um, there's there's this kid named Sawyer Clatt, right? Yeah. Oh God, here we go. Yeah. And he uh, he commented, and he was like something like like almost as strong as Michael or something like that. And then I think he, in the, in that comment, like he replied, replied to whatever Sean with whatever Sean said with like, wait, just wait till Sean finds out he's fake or something like that. And all we were freaking out. We were like, Oh no, like it's over. (laughs) Because obviously Nori coaches Sawyer. So it it was just a really, like we were in a pickle. We were in one of those pickles. We were in one of those. And I, Sean, do you remember what happened after that, like in the actual group chat? No, you know what's funny because, like, that wasn't the thing that can that like it came out to Nori about it. Like Nori didn't realize that it was a joke then, so we thought the joke was ruined, but it wasn't inadvertently. <laughs> and we were in essential lifters later on, and I think I just came. I think I just I just let spilled the beans, and I just I let the cat out of the hat, and I think I just like sent. I got on Michael's account. I just sent a picture of like my face, like grinning, and then I tagged Nori, and then like that's when the joke came out. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but yeah, I just Nor- I just remember getting all those notifications and reading through, and I'm like, oh shit, that was a fake person the entire time. And then the entire chat's like, yeah, we were all in on it. I'm like, I wasn't. I was just fucking here <laughs> thinking that Michael Mills was real, and I mean, I guess I didn't have anything to gain or lose out of it, but. I guess it made it all more funnier because I was just convinced that, okay, he has a, the funniest parts where is when Nori would message you guys, Hey, is your brother going to respond to like my FaceTime calls or or like, uh, I like, are we going to talk anytime soon? 
or what's what's the deal with him? Does he actually want coaching? So I was like, okay, this there, this is real. He just sounds like a you know a fucking kid who <laughs> who doesn't have his shit together, which is a believable lie. Right. So like every single time Nori would tag me, he'd be like, Yeah, where the fuck's your brother at? And I'd just hit him with like, let me check and then I just wouldn't I'd stop responding. Or it'd be I'd be like, I'll look into it. Yeah, that's and, and then like That actually did because that's a long time because that was about three months. Yeah, it was like a three month long joke. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, that, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the listeners would like to hear that story because that, to me, is funny. Hopefully, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to have uh, Sean's consent on airing this because that'll be... No, he's definitely not going to have a problem with it. Like, he, he thought it was hilarious. He, he sent voice memos of him laughing. Yeah, I know. No, no. And we, he was like, oh, you guys should have kept it going. Like, he told us that. He was like, that would have been funny, but we were kind of scared. We were like... We don't know if he's gonna be mad. That we, yeah, because yeah. I guess like uh, with um, with him actually putting effort and time in, because he does that. He's a, one of those good coaches who who puts a lot of effort and time into clients, where it might have been just a lot of waste of time, not money. You know, you still would have that would have that would have set the joke off though if you guys would have paid mm-hmm. for a month of coaching. Oh man, yeah. It's even better because um, I remember uh, Sean sent. Sean Weeze sent his screenshots of when he was look, picking up a coach in 2019, and he's like, he was like, yeah, uh, Nori, I emailed you. Like, you didn't get back to me. And I remember he was so upset. He was like, oh, my gosh, man. And then all of a sudden, Michael comes around, and he's like, I feel like he was – that was his redemption. He was like, oh, like, I got to coach him up to beat the flex, boys. Like, I got to. It's so funny. I emailed Joey and Sean around me. Sean – me, I emailed Joey and Sean around the same time looking for coaching, and like Joey got back to me right away. Nori got back to me like later. So, and then I sent the screenshot. I'm like, "Big bro, like, when are you gonna respond to my email? Like, it's almost a year later, and he just never got back to it." So, I guess when the whole Michael situation arose, he's like, "Yeah, this is literally my chance." <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was that was one of the better things I've seen just as far as pranks go in powerlifting. So, kudos to you boys because that was. Uh, that that made my day after I read all of that. That was a perfectly executed prank. Uh, and lighthearted, too. Just making a fake. I was, now that I understand that, how, like why you made the Michael Mills account in the first place, it makes it even more strange and funny to me. Because why would you even do that in the first place? Such a confusing, Dude, confusing like me, pointless thing, man. Like, I was going to tell everyone I had a twin brother. I'm like, what did you have to gain out of telling you people at Penn State you had a twin brother? Like, was there an end game to this? Did it. I just, I just like to fuck with people. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. <laughs> there's, like a, there's like a bench video of him, like, the butt's off the bench, like, the back is flat. He's got the, like, cutoff that goes down to his waist. Yeah, like a stringer and everything. I posted Michael doing a 555 beltless and sleeveless squat, like, back when I was, like, 17 years old doing it. So, like, people were probably thinking, like, oh, my God, this kid's a freak. He just has, knows no technique, like, at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would uh, – and also that would be a good scouting for coaching. But, Weez, you do like to fuck with people. I have noticed that. I do like to do that. Yeah. And I just fucked with him. All right. So <laughs> – That was great. That was great. Yeah, you, so you – you gave him a taste of his own medicine. I know. It feels good. So you guys can't see. I just kicked Weeze out of the Zoom meeting, and 
it feels good doing that because he did that to me on IG Live and I didn't appreciate it. So I'm going to let this wait a little bit. Give it some oh time. Give it some time to marinate. Let it simmer. Let it simmer. Yeah, because he always does that. He's like, one more thing. And then he just he just kicks you out. Like, I'm, I'm giggling. I just texted him. <laughs> he said, no way. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is a this is a good two way lights moment. I get my redemption. I get my revenge. I told him I was gonna get him back, and I made sure to do it on a bigger stage and on a professional podcast. So That's amazing! You better you better not cut this out. Oh no, I'm not cutting this out. This is the highlight of the show. Me kicking wheeze out of my fucking my my podcast. Yeah, Actually, but I, I talked to him uh, <laughs> yesterday, I think, and I was like. Like when we go on two white lights, we might have to we might have to say one more thing and then leave at the end. And then we were we were we were thinking about it. I, I don't think we were actually going to do it because we we didn't want to be disrespectful. Like it's our pleasure to be here. But hey, I mean, I guess you did it first, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm one I'm one step one step ahead of you guys, but I'll admit him right now. Hopefully he's there. <laughs> well, yeah, we might have to wait on this a little oh my bit. Gosh. Oh my god. Bro, like what? What happened? You got kicked? You fucking you kicked me out. Hey, what, you did you get kicked? What happened? I saw you I saw you fucking put your hand on the mouse and like scroll over to some shit. You're not slick. No really? You got kicked. I mean I could do it again if you want. <laughs> Alright, so so we that that was my revenge for kicking me out of IG Life. Oh, okay. Alright, fu- fair enough, yeah. I I, I win. Okay, I win. Yeah, you you win. You I win. win. I, okay, for the viewers that don't understand what just happened, I explained it to them. You know why? You know uh, why I explained it to them? Because you were gone. Because I kicked you. Yeah, I explained the whole thing to them. But they you, got you it. Told them how I had you on ha- Happy for You Radio, and you know the that whole thing, and then all right. Yeah. All right. I'm just making sure you explain it. But yeah, okay. I, yeah. Per, you win. Yeah. You win. I'll per, give it to you. per se, I explained it to them. Per se. <laughs> That's interesting. I, yeah, per, per, se, per, I, per I, se, I can't believe what just happened. Like, I can't do this right now. This is crazy to me. <laughs> really Dude, crazy. I, was gig- I was, like, confused at first, and then I just started giggling. I was like, oh, <laughs> I see what he did. Yeah, yeah, I don't forget shit. I hold grudges. But, all right, let's go to one of the two white lights. Now the cornerstones, the lifter ratings. Are you guys oh, prepared for this? Give your own lifter ratings. For ourselves? Oh, yeah. So... People are still on the Two White Lights page thinking that I, like, give these lifter ratings out to people. I don't. They give them themselves. Yeah, I kind of swore you did. They give them themselves on Two White Lights, and they're usually within the same range of what I have them in. But these are all their own ratings. Steve Denovi does a little thing where he kind of plugs it into an algorithm and maybe gives me a more accurate one. But, no, I'm not giving you these lifter ratings. You're giving them to me, and I just post it on Two White Lights. So, whenever someone gets into a debate... On Instagram, it's not fucking me. It's you know, it's the other guys. Like Garrett gave himself to ninety one. Wasn't me. I are we gonna be uh like it, this is definitely weird because uh, are we gonna be like like I feel like it's different if we were you know uh accounting for the fact that we're we're younger. Like are we are we comparing ourselves to teens? Are we comparing ourselves to so, juniors? Open. So here's. Here's what I would say. I obviously compared to teens, you guys would be like ninety sevens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, you're you're far ahead of the competition as far as teens go, and juniors probably within the mid nineties range. But let's do it with the open guys. 
just so we can get oh, a little bit Jesus. of just so we can get here a little bit of humility here because I think it's fair to do with the open guys because I, I I'm sure you two played you know Madden or NCAA football or 2K and all that stuff right yeah yeah <laughs> so like if you were a rookie or if you were a freshman on NCAA football and you gave yourself like a 77 rating it's still good age according yeah, you know because based yeah, on yeah. what they think you're going to do in the future you can always progress so I, I guess because i think we all know you guys would be very high within the juniors and teens but let's let's maybe think about the open here so what, what, some, what uh, would you give yourself rate. from one to hundred on all, all three lists let's start with grant actually let's do this let's go both of you guys um I'll ask you squat, and then you both give one to a hundred what you would be compared to the other one hundred fives, one twenties. Okay, uh, if I'm starting this off, so I'm thinking, like I'm gonna I'm gonna count myself as a one hundred five because I'm literally like one hundred six. I'm basically a one hundred five. So have you done I'm a meet at one twenty? What? I, you... No, I don't have a meet at one twenty. Okay, so yeah, let's just let's put you at one hundred five right now. So I know. There's a lot of a lot of good squatters. Like I know Ashton's close to 800. I know like Bryce and Mikey are up there too. Um, Sean squats a little bit more than me. Uh, my best is 302. Someday I'll get more than that. There's probably a little in the tank, but for now I'd say like if if close to 800 is like a 99, I'm probably in the low 80s, like an 80 or an 81 maybe. That's interesting. I'm gonna I, actually I might I might bump myself down to the 70, 70s. I'm gonna be a seventy nine on the squat. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be a C plus squatter. I think that's I think that's fair. Okay. Fair enough. That's interesting. Okay, so I have Ashton's meat reca- recap up right now. So he squatted seven ninety three for his third, which was arguably a pretty conservative third. So going with the fact or going with the idea that his seven ninety three is a 99 me who has squatted 310 i'm going to give myself an 82 okay. 82 i i think 82 is a solid number to that's definitely out about i think i think that's definitely fair a little bit higher than me i mean he's squats a little bit more than me that's that's just how it is that's the truth okay yes. all right i would probably get you guys maybe wheeze in the high 70s you in the higher range 70s. I would say like 79 and 77 for you. Grant. Yeah, perfect. That's definitely, I mean, we're right, we're right in that range. So we're, yeah. we're pretty on par. I mean, we, 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 we have the graphic department. We have the graphics team at Two White Lights, Luffler Bros working on it. So we can get you, we can get you guys, uh, you know, your open ones, your teen ones, your junior ones. We'll, we'll, we'll try oh, to yeah, figure okay. that out got the team we've got the team to sort things out but i mean our heads are in the same place it checks out it's good it's good i wanted to see if you guys would feel a little humility right now no i just just ran the numbers so i mean i I honestly think a 77 you ran you ran the numbers by watching ash's recap on instagram he ran the numbers you really did yeah i I did i double checked triple checked everything (laughs) i just contacted my associate i think we came up with the solid agreement that a 77 and a 79 accordingly is yeah i I gave you those numbers yeah we think it's uh, hold on hold on a minute. let me check on that yeah my secretary just contacted me and uh I, I think it's like <laughs> all right how about ben um i i saw i, I benched 
Once upon a time, I benched 200 kg. It wasn't exactly paused, but it moved pretty well. I think I that, could that was pause. one. I love how you phrased that. It wasn't exactly paused, so it wasn't paused. It wasn't exactly paused. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> you're gonna I'm keep a, doing it. All right, <laughs> I like that. So uh, I'm a sinker, so it's like. You know, if if I had a Gymshark shirt on, maybe I'd call it pause, but I didn't have a Gymshark shirt oh, on, so I'd right. probably say it wasn't pause. That's actually a pretty good uh, rating system that you go off of. That's a very good judgment if you're if you're wearing yeah. a certain. That's a, it's it's a good one. I might steal that. Um, I know there's a lot of good benchers. I know. I mean, uh, Amendola he benches like close to 600. Oh God, the best bencher I've ever witnessed. All yeah, weight classes. He is the best. He's crazy. crazy. I think, like, relative to the squat, like, I'm I'm either, like, on par with where my squat is at or, like, I'm a little bit higher. Um, geez, I'm probably, like, I'm probably around an 80. Okay. I I think I'm going to crunch the numbers. I'm going to say I'm around an 80. Okay. So, um... In the past, I have hit a 402 bench, which is not not fantastic, not the best by any means necessary. So, um, Grant, what'd you give yourself again? I gave myself an 80 flat. Okay, if you're gonna give yourself an 80 flat, I'm gonna have to round down and give myself around a 73, respectfully. Good. You know, I would say, but with your two ages, I would say that bench would probably be the one of the lowest ratings because that just. It just takes a little bit of maturity to really nail a bench. That's true. I agree. So I don't think I don't think I would put Sean seven points below me either. So maybe we're gonna have to run this by with uh, Mr. Fortino, our teacher. Like, what what do you think about those numbers? I like I like Wee's at seventy three. I don't think uh, too many people argue with that. Um, I guess. Yeah, I would probably say then 77 for you, 76, 77, 76. And this is all just me guessing just based on the numbers you give me. Like, it's always usually the best way is just to go lower. Very seldom do I have to go higher on people. I think the only one I was thinking about higher was L.S. McLean because he got he got humble on me at the end. So I I, I think I I think I boosted up some of his uh, ratings just to tell him because I thought he'd I genuinely thought it would be a little bit higher than a 91, but yeah, I like those numbers. Yeah. I would, I would say that because if we're doing it based off mine, which I, I keep on forgetting what I rated myself, my bench is probably within that same range. 75 ish. Like if you're sub four, 83. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at it and he's, he's thinking not great. <laughs> it's like, if you're not, sub four, it's not fantastic. And it's not even sub four. I'm well under four. Like three three seventy four is my max, and I would I would give myself within the eighty threes. Like, yeah, probably probably within the same thing, like seventy two, seventy three. So, all right, I like that. Uh, how about deadlift? So me and Sean, like, we pretty much have the same max. He actually he took a flex eight this week, so I think he. I mean, technically, he deadlifts like two and a half more than me. Um, but I mean, I think like, you know, meet day circumstance, we're going to be around the same, around the same thing. And honestly, deadlifts definitely, I think, I mean, I would say it's my worst. I know, I don't think like, I know Sean thinks that we're both not great at it. (laughs) Like we see a lot of, we see a lot of, uh, youngins pulling like mid sevens and we're just not quite there yet. 
So I'm going to say I'm probably around a, um, maybe like a, a 70, 72. I think that's fair. I mean, uh, yeah, fair enough. He pu- He's pulled 705, I've pulled 711. So, I mean, can we go like half a point? Can I go like 72.5 or would I like you, – you definitely, I... you definitely can't do that, but I'm just saying if you guys are – but if you guys are that low on 70, I would, to save face here, might as well just make yourself 69s. Honestly? Why I'm gonna, not, I'm gonna, right? I'm just just that, to have it. Our, have a 69. Our teams would agree with that, I think. I'm going to say we could both definitely uh, definitely be 69s in the deadlift. Yeah, one of you would have to take either 70 or 68. Because one I mean, it will obviously be probably you, Grant, because – Weez is yep. higher on it, so. Look at him. Just one point higher. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, would, I mean, if you're going to go that low 70, might as well make a joke out of it and just say you're a 69 on deadlift. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't I don't disagree. All right, well, how about the uh, – now there's a fourth criteria that we're going to have to add in here. Meet execution. So how do you – how well do you two perform your lifts on the platform? Uh – so I haven't I haven't competed since January of 2020. So I didn't I haven't competed in around a year. Okay. But I know that I, I went nine for nine at Ron X. I I think I peaked well. I executed well. You know I had a good recomp. I literally I have I've never really run into problems at a meet. Also that meet in 2020 I, I missed one bench off of a technicality. So what was I, the technicality? The technicality was uh, I heaved. It was the heave. So that, that, that rule is pretty much, um, you can't sink after the judge gives you the press command. Oh, okay. All right. I don't like, I was pretty upset. I don't think I really did it, but like it happened, like it's in the past. So I can't really, can't really (laughs) get mad over it anymore. Um, so I'd say I'm probably, I'm probably somewhere in the nineties because I don't really have anything to like to go against. I, I hit numbers that I do in the gym or more. And I don't really struggle on, on uh, hitting attempts, so I'm probably like a, like a 90, 93. Okay. Um, so I've only competed twice ever. One was in fall of 2019, and um, I went eight for nine. I dropped my second attempt deadlift. I was pulling hook at the time, so it just slipped out, and I retook it on my third, and I got it. Um, and then I competed once more in fall of 2020, uh, the winter record in Virginia in which I went eight for nine due to um, my second attempt bench. They were giving me really long start commands because um, they were looking at like the side of my foot and they didn't think it was completely flat on the ground. So they, they were hesitant with the start command. So I was just static holding the uh, like 375 on my chest for like, it had to be like seven seconds and I was just absolutely smoked. But then I retook it on my third and I got it. So um and then in addition, going into that meet, I came in real light. I came in like I dropped, had to be like two, three keys over the course of two days due to travel, and I just wasn't eating the same. So I'm gonna have to give myself like a solid seventy-eight for. To get, <laughs> you want, I, I thought you were gonna go way higher on that one, like yeah, I was, eighty. I, based on your describing that, I thought because two eight for nine meets, eight for nine meets. But I mean, at the same time. I hit numbers in the gym that were higher. So, for example, okay. the previous summer, I hit 300 keys at the shop, and 
I hadn't been able to touch that weight since. And then in addition, in during meat prep around four weeks out, I pulled 705 and then I only pulled like around 695 in competition. So I hit numbers in the gym that were higher than what I hit on meat day. So I didn't come in and I didn't, okay. I didn't execute how I wanted. So that's how I'm going to give myself that rating. All right. I, I would probably put you a little higher maybe like, cause no, the numbers good. you're still putting on a platform are good. So like I would, I mean, but that, that explanation is good. I do go, I do talk about that a, a lot. One of my rants or lifters who hit awesome gym lifts and can't put them on the fucking platform. Like that drives me up the wall when, uh, when I see that, uh, that's not, that's not a young lifter thing either. That's a, that's a, that's an every lifter type thing. It's more, more lifters than not where you see a big number in the gym. Then on meet day, it's not there. So, all right, I can get on board with that. We'll crunch those numbers, give you guys a rating, give you guys a little bit of a card, maybe maybe multiple cards because of your prominent teen and junior lifters as well. Ooh, I'd be honored. Yeah, I would. I would. You'd totally be the first. You guys, you know what's gonna happen? Your guys are gonna beat Perk for that because Perk is coming on the show next week, and I know he he is dying to give me his lifter rating. I know that for a fact. We might lead with it just so he can get off his chest. <laughs> I think uh, you might be seeing a couple uh, a couple 99s in there from, from the, the man Perk yeah I, I think he might keep himself motivated though that's the yeah, thing because he oh uh, he uh, was on he uh, joined my Instagram live and uh, it, yeah he joined my Instagram live yesterday and he bought up that someone uh, so he's like someone commented that you rated me a 75 on two white lights and i'm like yeah i obviously don't think you're a 75 overall lifter perk i was obviously just fucking with you just to see if you got pissed off and actually worked because you came into my live to question if i believe you're a 75 overall lifter so like yeah the number two 74 kilo lifter in the world is not a 75 overall believe it or not he's much higher than that on the open and junior so yeah it's gonna be exciting gonna be exciting Have, having a lot of young guys on the, on the podcast, I gotta like curb my questions now. Gotta be like, I gotta open up with like, hey, you guys, see any fucking TikToks or what? What's uh, <laughs> what are you guys doing with the TikTok these days, huh? You guys got any some fucking Fort, Fort, Fortnite games or what are you? What are you? What are you doing over there? Oh, uh, you sound like a boomer right now. Oh my yeah, God. fucking Happy Meals are weird, right? Aren't happy, aren't happy Meals like a weird thing to you guys? What's, what's the deal with those Happy Meals? Oh my goodness. Interesting question. Yeah, but we've been talking for uh, almost 90 minutes. Jesus, it was really that long? Yeah. I thought it was like 45 minutes. Yeah, it's been it's been a good pot. Well, you were kicked for a good amount of time there, so yeah, I fair. thought it would be longer there was a, there was for you. There a time skip. Yeah, but man, this I've is fun. This this was this was fun. It was great. Yeah, it was definitely great. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad we were able to. I'm glad my people were able to contact your people. We were able to get those uh those documents signed. We were able to we were able to make this work. But uh yeah, we, you know, we run a very uh, we, yeah we run a really uh, tight ship here at Two White Lights. It's not as easy to come on Two White Lights as people think. A lot of lawyer no, talk. A lot of lot of agents. Um, you guys are, I mean, you're get better today crew. So you're like, you're fucking agent up get better today. Signed you Cameron Brown, Tim Thibodeau, Marcellus Williams, Larry bird, 
Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, LeBron James. Dude, Le- fucking get better today is blowing up. I think uh, I think Tim Duncan was in there too. Maybe maybe uh, Magic Johnson. Well, also. I was surprised when they got Kobe. So I mean, you're yeah. You, I mean, if you're part of Get Better Today, you're you you. We had the lawyers, we have the agents, all that. Mm-hmm. All that. <laughs> Grant, when 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 are you gonna get your clout sponsorships? Uh, to be honest, uh, we're gonna have to wait and see. It's it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a rocky road ahead. You're gonna have to check. Uh, I'm I'm I don't know how I compete with Larry. Like he, I think he scored like forty something left handed once, and I I'm not even in the league, so. <laughs> We're gonna have to see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are competing against you know one of the best clear guys in all of basketball. I'm not gonna call him white because I don't think Larry Bird's white. I think he's clear. I was saying you mean like transparent, like as in clear. Like, you know, he's just like a different. It's not even the color. It's just like the way he plays basketball. He's just not a white guy. White guys, yeah. white guys can't play basketball that smooth. He's different. Yeah, it's, it, he's built different. He's literally built different. Even though he he looks like every white guy ever, but the way he played basketball was like on a whole nother level that that he transcended. He transcended an entire race of people. He graduated a race. That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> certainly interesting. Yeah, I think we're under fourteen on the on the day. To be honest, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I'm I'm gonna when I edit this thing, I'm gonna have to. It's probably over fourteen. It's, I, I don't think I don't think guys were under fourteen. You <laughs> said that so much, and yeah, we we got to work on some of your use of terms and phrases and words because they're just they're they're not great. They're not great. Well, you, you know, we we put you onto the lingo, Angela. You know, yeah, you put me onto the lingo, but the, your part of your lingo isn't using words incorrectly. Well, I mean. It's the Wheeze Bonics per se. It's, it's, <laughs> well, per se is going to be a new one. Yeah, it, we'll put that one in there. But I mean, at this, I have the Zoom link now, so I'll be uh, I'll be attending uh, Mr. Fortino's classes from now on. So hopefully, we'll be, <laughs> oh, able, you know, we'll be able to enlighten me a bit. That'll be yeah. That'll 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 be something. I mean, I'm used. To, I, I guess I'm used to students like you, Wheeze. What I've, do you I've, mean by that? I've probably taught many Sean Mills in my life, so. <laughs> <laughs> happy to hear that yeah i mean you can take it as a compliment if you want i'm not going to tell you if it's a compliment or insult but yeah no, I'll, 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 uh, I'll keep that in mind <laughs> all right boys well good luck with you at um collegiate and junior nats i'm really excited to see you guys compete i'm excited to see your progress in the sport i know you guys are going to be in the sport for a while so um i'm i'm Excited to see how you guys shape up in your in your weight classes, man. And see if you can continue this momentum. Appreciate that. I appreciate you having us on. It was a pleasure. We're just yeah, gonna have to uh we'll, we'll get you on Happy For You Radio one of these days. We'll uh like I said, we'll talk about it. Yeah, talk you remember, yeah. we're agent up at two white lights, you're agent up. Grant still waiting on that agent because he's looking for those uh clout sponsorships still, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking into it, but uh, yeah, it was it was an honor to be on the on the show. Um, hopefully, you can get on uh, Happy for You Radio someday. The enterprises will contact you. Okay. And, yeah. All right, boys. Well, we'll see you guys on Thursday. We're gonna have our classic Thursday show with Steve Denovi. 